0: Welcome back to Green Eggs in West Ham. After West Ham tying Arsenal despite being three goals up, uh, we sure have a lot to say, Chris. Uh, pretty disappointing game, I think overall, but uh, we were definitely really happy the first say uh, 25 minutes or so. What what happened? And, and what's your analysis of um, of the game in whole? David Moyes subs and his game management. How the players played. What do you got for me? So
1: I think it's important to say, coming into this game, a point would have been a pretty decent result. Uh, Arsenal's, you know, a, pr- a pretty good, pretty good team, close to us in the table, very skilled. Um, they've been doing all right as of late. I, you know, was hoping for a win, especially at home. But but a point, a point's a decent result. But but man, that doesn't tell the story of the game. Uh, that game was. Uh, a bunch of highs and a bunch of lows. Um, you know, we, we go, we have a great, great start, get up three zero, um, after just dominating the first 10 minutes. I think we had almost 90% possession in that first 10 minutes. And then, uh, shortly after following up with our first goal and then tack on a couple more, you know, in the last uh, couple minutes of that half, we, we didn't look as well as good. We, we let, we let them get get one back. It it was credited as an own goal, but I mean, Lacazette did a good job getting there and getting a shot. Uh, but then we go, you know, we go into halftime, come out, don't look great, but kind of go back and forth, and then right around the sixty minute mark, or a little before, then everything just collapses. Uh man, that was. I I think the first half we were playing some of our best football of the season and the second half we looked like, like last season, last season's, you know, yeah. 15th, 16th, 15th, 16th place, West Ham. Um, yeah.
0: So you I, Well, I think the first, first of all, Lacazette's first goal. I'm always scared to play Lacazette because every time he gets the ball, I'm nervous that he could score. And I mean, he proved it today again. Um, he, that first goal, I think proves why you always take the shot because that his ball was not, uh, was not going, you know, on target. It, it wasn't going to go in, but it just took a lucky deflection. I don't think there's anything that, um, that really any West Ham player could have done at that point, no matter who was in that position. And, um, you know, it was, so it's unfortunate, but anyways, that's why I think you, you just always take that shot. Um, after, I think when the game shifted and, and I know we, you know, we were just trying to get to halftime towards the end. I think what really hurt us is when, uh, there was an advantage play and the ref called it back. And I'd say that was their training point of the game, not because we realized it at the point, but because from there, it just seems like all decisions were going against us. And that kind of set us back. Whereas We may have had a pretty decent, uh, we, we looked like we were in decent form there. Then we had the Bowen. I, I, I don't even know what it was called, but, but that led to their second goal. And that's when I started getting like pretty amped about the game. Cause I, I, what did you think of that second goal?
1: There were a lot of really unfortunate refereeing decisions. You, you mentioned the um, him not playing advantage once uh, Antonio passed the ball off to Lingard and he was running 2v2 with Ben Rama against the final two defenders. Um, that was extremely questionable call. There, there really wasn't an explanation for it. You know, David Moyes was obviously very angry um, with it and rightfully so. Uh, yeah, and that really—that really was the turning point because that we—we we looked shaky after that. That's when we started falling apart. We—we uh, we gave up our second goal. It—it was—it was called a. Bone I, I, can't, dive, I can't. I can't guess. It was. It was. Yeah. It was I, a I, bit, I, I thought it wasn't. I don't think there was any one point of that that was just terrible um, defense. It was just a bad no call and then we were we basically fell into the same trap that arsenal did we weren't really prepared uh for play to keep going as, as it did and uh it cost us the goal I I don't blame I don't blame Dawson for that own goal that's kind
0: of a tough yeah that, that was tough
1: it, it, yeah Aubameyang's right behind him if if Dawson doesn't try and put in a body there then then it's a tap in either way so
0: yeah no I agree and I, I think uh it's interesting to see what what Moyes' um, plan was compared to Michael Arteta, because Arteta put in three uh, fairly attacking players. I think it was two strikers um, and one at least attacking mid, whereas we put in Fredericks and Noble. Now, Fredericks does run. He put him on for Bowen. He, he does go up and down um, the side. is fast. He's pacey, and he might have been put on for a little bit more defensive effort. Um, Noble was 100% defensive sub, and we were up 3-2 uh, roughly at, at this point when the subs came on um, slightly different, a few minutes apart, but still, it it seems like when we get a lead, all West Ham wants to do or hold on to it, absolutely hold on to it. And it seems every game um, that we're ahead by one, even two goals, we start sitting back from say minute 65 on, you're just holding your breath, hoping they don't score and they're just pounding the net.
1: Yeah, but I don't, I don't think that's unique to to us though unless you're unless you're a team like manchester city that know you're just so much better than the opposition there's really not a team in in soccer that will just keep pounding the pressure the entire time especially if you're if you're against either an evenly matched opponent or maybe an opponent that has more skill than you it's just it's very natural to um to try and sit back on a lead which i, I don't think is necessarily the right move like i'm not saying i'm not Trying to say that's what we should do. I'm just saying that's it's pretty natural to do um, when we still we were still. Uh, yes, we sit back a lot when we have a lead under Moyes, but the difference to me is that we're still looking on to get on the break to try and generate chances, even in that situation. There were several times. I mean, Antonio hit the post. Yeah, uh, we had a we had the the one where Bowen got. I think it was Bowen got a shot got blocked by tyranny and then Antonio got a shot and it was also
0: blocked. I mean, we're, we're cre- we were creating. Declan Rice had that incredible run.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Declan Rice had that incredible run. I mean, we, we matched them for shots, you know, we didn't have as much possession, but, but we, we matched them for shots. We got, you know, it probably should have scored more than just three, the way we were playing, especially if you just, even just off of that Antonio uh, shot in the post. So yeah, I, I think um I, I just don't know what else you do if when when you're when Arsenal puts on that many fast and, and skillful players, I mean Aubameyang, Lacazette, uh Odegaard, they had they um, put on Pepe. Maybe. They had they had Pepe who was who was like I don't know, like a 50 million pound signing last year. It's Yeah. I mean they they just have a ton of of good players and so it's it's tough to um when the other team makes that decision to to throw to go all in Uh, there's only so much you can do but sit back
0: so So, uh, another big question uh that was going around social media and um was it right for moise to keep the same formation going into second half or should he have put the five back um like set it up at halftime so that maybe either when fredericks came on later they go to it or um go to it right at halftime
1: no i think it was the right call um to to stay as is i mean we're up three one we played better for the vast majority of the half we really haven't had good results with that five back against good teams you know we had lost against manu Man we just haven't really gotten a lot of good results when we start in that formation now i i think what he did bringing on fredericks was the right move later maybe, maybe should have done it a little bit before but even when he did that it wasn't like a five back it was still the same four two three one just with Fredericks on that right hand side. the biggest issue with me is when he did bring on Mark Noble, and we didn't seem to change the formation to make sense. We we were very weak on that right side before we brought Fredericks on it, because we Rice, Suchek, and Noble all sat in the middle three. Lingard on the left, you know, Lingard was on the left with with it with uh or lingard was a little bit in the center on the left and then ben ramos kind of on the left and Antonio up top where we didn't no one was really helping sue fall out on that right side uh just kind of seemed like an unbalanced formation yeah Um,
0: well and the thing is i don't see west ham gets this thing where they blame the team or the manager after i mean every loss but like, like a ton like saying you know West Ham I mean you'll see it like West Ham's one or uh, David Moyes is a terrible manager his game management was awful like hey you're gonna lose some games right and not and I don't want to we didn't necessarily lose this game but there are decisions that we necessarily disagree with but I don't think like he's a terrible manager or something the only thing I would have done differently really I would have brought Fredericks on I think that was good I think I would have put on Lanzini instead of Noble Um,
1: why do you think we why do you think Bowen's one always the first ones to be substituted
0: I think I think Bowen runs so hard so you think it's just like a stamina? I think it's a stamina thing, but also I, I just I see his effectiveness go down towards the end. Um, just just in my own opinion, and you know he's a he's kind of like that Ben Rama where he he's a dribbler, likes to hold on to the ball, but he makes these incredibly long distance fast runs. And I think after a while, you just I mean personally to me, uh, I just see a little bit of fatigue. Yeah.
1: Yeah. It just seems like it was a strange move then to take him off when he and Antonio. Just linked up. We're the only ones that yeah. press that back line. I mean, Lingard makes a lot of runs on the counter, Ben Rama makes some runs on the counter, but not neither of them press the back line like Antonio or Bowen do. And and, and especially when you're sitting back, that kind of helps keep the defense honest.
0: So speaking of pressing the line, one player that uh, we're missing today that I think really helps that Fornals. Would we have seen a different result with Fornals?
1: Uh I don't know. I, to be honest, I thought Ben Rama didn't play that well. This was one of his not worst performance, I mean, not a terrible performance, but just wasn't a standout standout. Yeah. And so I could have seen something like him being taken off at half for, for for four and that might've been a little bit better because for is a bit a little bit better at keeping possession, especially under pressure, moving the ball around quickly. Um, in, in the defensive half or in the middle of the pitch. or I mean, Benrahman's really good about that on the final third, but he's not necessarily someone you want. Um, defending the wing with Cresswell and then maintaining possession when, when Arsenal's trying to come back. So, yeah, I I, I don't think we'll see necessarily – I can't say we'll see a different result just because we – yes, if Fernandez if would have played, we might not have given up those late goals, but also would we have scored so many – as electrically as we did the fir- at the first so
0: yeah yeah I, I actually i think it would have been a slightly different result i think we would have um either i think if for plays you've got more defensive effort and to me Cresswell. i mean Cresswell was um, having a little bit of trouble towards the end i think with that defensive effort and to give credit to ben rama like he was tired you know and so was lingard and Lingard's supposed to stay a little bit more forward anyway so I think you would have seen maybe I, – I really think Fornals would have been that one goal difference for the win. It's tough to say because the I whole team would have was a, kind of
1: – He would have been a better sub than Noble in that situation. Yeah, yeah. Especially yeah, if I you're agree. taking out an attacking mid – like like for like positionally, it, it keeps your, you keep your structure a little more if, if you bring on something like Fornals.
0: Yeah, yeah, I agree. So um, well, let's, look,
1: let's kind of look at the big picture. We're, we're sitting right now fifth – we're, we're three points above Liverpool. Uh, we are three points above Everton, except Everton has one more game to play. Um, four four points above Tottenham. Again, Tottenham has one more game to play. Are are we now in threat of losing out on a Europa spot? You know, I, I think it's we're still in the hunt for a Champions League, but we're starting to kind of slip slowly down. But with, with Liverpool and Everton playing better behind us, are, are we at risk of, of dropping out of the uh, – we, we almost had, had Europe uh, as a certainty, but now is it, is it more in question?
0: Well, that's interesting because I think it's on every West Ham fan's mind right now, literally every day. Um, I know I think about it constantly, but I, I really think that West Ham's still fighting for that fourth spot. Um, I'm hoping Leicester drops some, a few more games and you know we can kind of uh, start competing with them for one as well right now it's kind of only chelsea and us um today kind of hurt that and we we have a huge game coming up against chelsea i think that is honestly going to determine the spot but sitting where we are i it's tough because if i looked at an analysis um this past week and it's it rated uh the season left the games remaining who has the tougher schedule and West Ham have a fairly easy quote unquote schedule. Um, A lot of the teams that are towards the bottom half of the table, you know, we we had that tough run of games. We just got done. And then the second half, we kind of, I don't want to say coast, but we have easier games, whereas Chelsea actually has a moderate to um, actually pretty tough run of games coming up um, in the, the remaining nine or 10 games we have. So I think, And right now, Chelsea, I mean, they play West Brom next, you know, and we play Wolves. So I think Chelsea, I think they'll pick up the points against West Brom, but, but the teams around us, like Liverpool have pretty much um, an equally difficult schedule as Chelsea. So I think Chelsea is um, already capitalized on a lot of those easy games, whereas we haven't and today, yeah, probably should have won or um, we needed to win to, to really be in the hunt. But I think that. I think our schedule is going to reward us a little bit more than Chelsea and Liverpool. What do you think?
1: Uh, you know, we overall we might have a little bit easier, but we still have a tough run of games coming up. I mean, we have Wolves next, Leicester after that. Those will be difficult. We have Chelsea two games after Leicester. Um it's it's still not, I mean, it's not a cupcake walk. Uh, I I think I I'm looking forward to some of our injury Players right now coming back. I think nows could be a, a big difference maker, especially um, providing maybe something different in certain games than Ben Rama does. Uh, maybe having Masuaku in there uh, as a if we do decide to go to a five back at times. That I think having more depth in that we're just so thin right now. There's not a lot you can do. There's really no striker to put in to put in the team. Uh, but if if Antonio either can't play or needs to be subbed off. So I it's looking, it's looking all right for us. I, I still think we sh- we are more likely than not to end up in a European spot. I s- hesitant to, to think I, I'm starting to doubt more about if we really have a good chance at champions league, just based on um, where we're sitting gold differential, other teams playing well, but that's fine. Like I'm, if we don't get champions league, that's okay. It, 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 looking looking taking a taking a more broad picture about where we were last season uh to where we are now even if we end up you know eight spot just outside of Europa League this has been a great season for us it's yeah. shown uh a lot of potential for West Ham we've we have a solid core of a team Moyes does look like the manager to take us forward the, the players seem to like playing under him and very excited if, uh, you know, fans start coming back next season and, and can see this level of, of play from West Ham.
0: Well, so I was thinking about this throughout the game. Look at Moise's um, people he's brought in, the players he's brought to the team, right? I mean, you've got, let's just name them, Sucek, Suval, right? Uh, Lingard on loan, Dawson was on loan, and Ben Rama. It looks
1: those... like, well, I, I imagine we'll make both those loans permanent.
0: Yes. Yes. And, and it does look that way as well. And, you know, honestly, I mean, just a side note for Jesse Lingard, he has, I think, re- uh, found his way again at West Ham. He's playing great. The team seems to love him. He seems to love West Ham. So I think he'd be a really good fit. Um, I, I kind of like the fact that it's like a revival story for him, but anyways, um, back to it. So honestly, Moise has brought in some really good players and all of them are pretty much, I mean, they're all starting or right around the first team spot. Like, Like maybe even Rama doesn't start one week, but then you know, next week he does. So I'm excited to see what uh, Moyes brings in the summer, but uh, you're right. The squad depth hurt. And I think today it hurt us a little bit with Antonio. I thought Antonio was tired the last 20 minutes of the game, but we really didn't have a choice, you know? So I
1: I think that'll, that'll definitely guide our transfer strategy in the summer. At least I hope it does. Uh, I think Moyes has, Moyes has talked about striker being his number one priority and, hopefully there's we've signed strikers before but i i it seems to me like Moyes knows what he wants and that and that seemed to be one of the reasons why we didn't sign in january it's just the type of player that he wants wasn't really available you know i had had a little bit of an issue with it but i'm hoping we get another player that can simulate what antonio gives us on that front line
0: yeah no i agree and um question for you Chris what is the lowest position you would still be happy with for us ending the table
1: um, th- that's a tough question because I you know looking back at the beginning of the season I don't think we could possibly drop to a spot even if we lost just about every game going forward that I'd be disappointed in because there's almost, there's no way we're going to end out at the top probably the top 10. Mm-hmm. it's just not like, I don't think there's enough for us to lose and yeah. then to win to really make it, make it that. Um, so in that sense, I think it's, it's already been, a, it's been secured as a successful season from where we're sitting right now. I'd be disappointed if we didn't make Europa League. See? I'd be disappointed if we didn't end up in the top seven. Um, Cause that still takes some doing. I mean, yeah right now liverpool and everton are behind us that that rounds out the the top seven but then you have tottenham and arsenal right behind them both within striking distance and both playing uh better football as of late you know even 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 you look one one spot lower you got villa who were really hot earlier in the season have cooled down a bit but you know, yeah, I, I think I'd be if we dropped to eighth or ninth, I'd be disappointed from where we're sitting right now.
0: Yeah, I, I, I'd agree. I think seven is the lowest I would go. It's hard because obviously I'm happy with the season. It's been a great season. Um, I think seven would be rewarding in that, you know, hey, we had a chance for Europe. Maybe our squad depth hurt us a little bit. We shouldn't have dropped some games, but um I, I think anyone's gonna be disappointed if we don't get into europe but but realistically, I think seven would be probably the lowest I'd go and still be pretty happy with the season after once you get to eight to ten I just feel like it doesn't reflect the season we're having you know
1: yeah. and and just to say so looking at the f a cup right now uh the quarterfinals are either finished or still underway in in the case of one game, and it looks like the only team in there that's not currently above us is southampton so if i don't think southampton would go on to win the the fa cup but if they did that would change the calculus a little bit because we would only have um six the top six spots would would be in the game or sorry in the europa league um so in that case i guess it would change where i'd be where i'd consider being happy if we ended if we ended the season but besides that You know, we've seen a lot. We've seen a lot of good football this season. I thought today, you know, that first half was some of the most exciting soccer I've seen in a long time. Uh, I mean, just it just was a great game. Uh, If you were a neutral observer, I think you would have enjoyed the full ninety minutes. Yes.
0: But yeah, yeah. Uh, The first half was uh, towards the first twenty-five minutes. It was awesome, and then the last twenty-five minutes, or I guess until halftime, was um, a little bit harder. Second half, I. You never know how we're going to come out. And that's what is kind of annoying to me. Um, sometimes we come out and we score two, you know, and sometimes we come out kind of like we did today. It's just a little bit of a slower start. The other team comes out pounding and you just kind of sit back and hope that they don't score. Yeah. So looking ahead to Wolves, Chris, um, Wolves are towards the bottom half of the table. They let's see they're number 13th right now they haven't been on great form out of the last 5 they've only won one of them and drawn two lost two where do you think this game's going to go would you line up in an attacking formation and uh, who do you think what do you think the final score is going to be
1: we should we should play a 4231 that that seems to be our most consistent and 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 best performing formation you know i, I sometimes the the five five-four-one gives us a, a little bit of a little more defensive stability when we really want to sit back, but I don't. Th- I think we lose too much on the offensive end, especially when without Masuaku in that wow. in that formation. And so I would say probably four two three one. I wouldn't be I wouldn't be sad if we lined up the exact same way as we, we did today with the same players.
0: I, I think that was the correct way to go into the Arsenal game, and I think it's the correct way going forward. The only change i would consider is uh for nows for ben rama and then either have whichever player doesn't start let's let's just say it's ben rama for right now then have ben rama come on at that 60th minute where either for bowen maybe for nows or you know or vice versa depending on even antonio yeah and maybe put (laughs) lingard up top i don't know but
1: yeah because i i think we still would have a potent attack if you either put lingard or bowen up top and and had you know, the other three attacking midfielders in and around there as well.
0: Um, Yeah. I think the defense, I mean, look, Suchek, you know, and and Dawson, I mean, you had some own goals. Our last three, or sorry, I I should say three out of the four now, um, were own goals, but I really have a tough time blaming the players for that. You know, they've really just been unfortunate deflections. And um, so I think you keep the same defense. I, I think, we're playing well, I'm actually really impressed with Cresswell specifically. But
1: he's played, yeah, he's played really well. I think the defense has been solid. Diop's Diop got away with a couple gambles, in my opinion, today, where he he really chased out a player, uh, and either sometimes he gets the ball and it and it can be a great breakaway, but sometimes he leaves a, a big spot open behind him. Um, didn't didn't affect him today. You know Dawson's been been great since he started. Today was uh, even outside the own goal. Today was okay. He had a, a few bad clearances that that didn't weren't um, that just kind of gave them possession right back. But yeah, I, I think just man, we're we're still playing really good defensively, and that's even without Ogbana in the team. So. Yeah. Yeah.
0: And I mean, you got to look at like our last two losses were Man United, which was a one goal difference and Man City, which was again, a one goal difference. Yeah. So it's like, we, we, it's, you have to take this game in stride. I think it it's horrible that we tied in terms of us being up three zero, but you know what, it, like you mentioned, it's really not a bad result. And um, definitely, I mean, losing that game would have hurt a lot, but I think that helped at least keep us competitive and let's just move on.
1: Yeah. So yeah, it's, it's still, still looking pretty positive for us as a whole. Um, What, what do you think? um, I I assume you think Moyes is, is, is guaranteed to be the manager next year. He, he doesn't have, I don't think he's officially signed a contract extension. um, But, but there's, there's no way that David's let him go. Right.
0: I, I, I don't think so. No, he's turned us around from relegation to being right now fifth and competing for Europe, even Champions League. So I, I think even even if we lost the next, let's say, um, you know, I don't want to say losing out the season, but let's say losing six out of the next remaining games, a few remaining games. That would be extremely harsh to let him go, even if he gets in bad form.
1: Oh, well, yeah, there's just no way we don't end in the top 10, I feel like. And so, yeah, if that's yeah. the case, how would you let him, you know, how would you let him go, especially with how we've been over the last few years fighting relegation every season? So,
0: yeah. I, I really think he's the manager to take us forward. And yeah, there's like I was mentioning before, there's sometimes where I disagree with the subs and I disagree with a little bit of game management, but you have to look at the results. And there's times where, hey, he has literally been the difference in us scoring. He maybe puts Ben Rama on and Ben Rama goes and gets an assist or something. I don't know, but I mean, I, I think he's done a good job overall. So.
1: And then let's, let's take a look at some of the. So we have about a quarter of the season left. Let's, let's look at a few kind of the, the season long awards and, and kind of, who do you think has been are maybe hammer of the year, let's say goal of the year and signing of the year. How about those?
0: All right. Well, goal of the year is the easiest. Yeah absolutely have to go with I think Lanzini absolutely I I mean I just don't see how um you know maybe the only other contender could be if like it's a last minute Chelsea you know we score against Chelsea and but still it's tough
1: I think it has Um, to be Lanzini I mean there's we had a couple good bicycle kicks I think Antonio had one and and uh Hilaire had one but yeah Lanzini just the moment yeah what it meant the the performance it finished who it was against everything yeah
0: was perfect um and then let's see you're saying like hammer of the year and hammer of the uh, year Who, who would? Yeah. You think is oh, man that's tough because lingard has been so good but the problem is it's just, just it's just repetitions yeah yeah and he he really has been good um but it has to be i think for the whole season dawson again has been fantastic um so man I would I would say Rice is in that again. Ogbana was in the com- competition yeah. too, but now that he's hurt, it's just like where's he and and Maswaku. Anyways, Suchak so even,
1: like there's yeah
0: yeah. So I right now I would say probably um, probably Rice. Okay. Cresswell is in the running. I, Cresswell I think, has been fantastic, but I think I
1: think Rice. I would go with Suchak. Rice is a good one. I I would not be disappointed. I think he's very deserving as well, especially with how consistent he's been just, yes. Uh, played, you know, every game and, and had the, the goal output from him just puts it over the top for me, even though I think rice contributes more overall, um, you know, or from all different phases of the game that, that Suchek's goals have just saved us on so many occasions.
0: See, it's, it's hard to disagree with that because Suchek, the only reason he hasn't played just as much as second rice is because of a red card that was revoked. Yeah. And it was like one minute difference.
1: Yeah. So I mean, what he, you, you, know, you can make the argument. He would have gotten a goal if, off that set piece afterwards. Yeah.
0: Yeah. That's just true. Um, um,
1: yeah. And then let's go. So signing of the season, I, I'm not going to count Suchek in this. Just, I yeah. don't,
0: even though the board, I see, was, <laughs> I see him
1: as last year's signing. He joined the yeah. team last year, um, just like if, like if Dawson, you know, was playing great ne- next year, Dawson was signed this year, it, yeah. it, even if it's permanent. So, um, so some options here. We got uh, you, you have Dawson, you have Lundgard, some of the new guys. You have Soufal Rama. You have Soufal, and I think that's pretty much it. We didn't we didn't really do a ton of bus- business in, in the year. Um, out of all, out of all of those, I think I'm gonna have to go with Sufal. Uh, oh, his consistency. Tough. Oh, his, his consistency. And just he's done it the whole year. You know, maybe yeah. uh, you can argue that Dawson's been more impactful in the time he's been, or that Lingard has been more impactful in the time that he's been here. But man, Sufal has done it throughout the season and just <laughs> the, the attitude that he's, he brings to that back line it is incredible just the you know my my wife was watching the game uh today and, and Sioux Falls, it was she saw Sufall got carded and she goes oh who's that and i'm like oh yeah he's like the meanest meanest <laughs> right back in the premier league and, he, and she's like yeah he looks like he <laughs> she, she made a comment about um uh, I, I told him, I, I told her I would not want to fight him. And she, and she goes, yeah, his nose looks, it looks like someone that's been in a few f- fist fights. <laughs> yeah. 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 Yep. Well,
0: they, they actually talked to, they commented and saying him and Sue are people that are not afraid to go in for tackles and, you know, and, and put it to to other players and really go in be physical. Um, that's a really tough question because I mean, first of all, I think Dawson has been fantastic. It is tough for me to give him signing of the season, even though he has solidified a back line he has scored. He's one of our best strikers. You know, and
1: we really haven't, I mean, if you know if if we thought Aguano would have gone down mid season, we'd be terrified. But it, we really haven't seen much of a dip because of of what Dawson's done.
0: Yeah, but I think it's Dawson needs to score a few more times for me. Just to you know, I don't know. It's four, it's four tough. goals isn't enough
1: for a center back. Yeah, yeah.
0: no, but I I really honestly, <sighs> Sioux Falls have been so good over the season. I would give it to him or Lingard. The only reason I'm hesitant about Lingard is because if Lingard finishes the season like this, then I would probably give it to Lingard.
1: Yeah, that's Lingard has
0: been fantastic every game. And Sioux Fall too. Like, there's maybe one game where he wasn't great.
1: And we know that, like... Man, Lin, we know when Lingard wasn't there like last last game against yes. Manchester United. It you could feel the difference in, in our creative output just not having him on the on the team. So I,
0: I think he has changed it so much. Sue has changed it so much too. I mean it's and maybe you know, maybe sue Fall is in that hammer. Would you put him in the hammer of the year running? Sorry, who who? Suffol.
1: Ooh, yeah. I mean he's close. I I don't think he gives you an He's close. I don't think he gives you enough over like if we're just going based off like consistency, I think Rice has been just in just as yeah. consistent and a little bit better. So yeah. I, I don't know if there's like like Suchek's been maybe a little less consistent than Rice, but the goal is kind of separated for me. Um Sufal's been close. I I'd say he'd probably be my third or fourth
0: choice for Hammer of the Year. Yeah, I, I think he's pretty even with Cresswell in terms of yeah the amount just, of assists the amount for of a
1: sh- defender to
0: Yes especially to like be a back, yeah to be... oh yeah oh yeah no it, it's incredible. It's, um, it's
1: like the Heisman you you can't really <laughs> say a, a you know a, a safety or a defensive back is the the Heisman front runners. It's not really a position that that brings a lot of uh, that, that, those accolades yeah
0: yeah but yeah no um but, but going back to that signing of the season it's I really think if Lingard finishes the season this strong, he would have had such an impact on the team mm-hmm. that you would have to give it to him however, if there's just a little bit of a fault or whatever, they're both, honestly, they're both right up there. I, I, I really can't decide. But.
1: Yeah. Well, we, so we still have about nine games left with, with the discussions we've had, it, it looks like all of the, besides the goal of the season, all the other discussions are, are pretty open. We could see maybe three or four different players, win hammer of the year, just about the same number win signing of the year, things like that. Um, Do you think we – you mentioned Cresswell has been great. Is it time to start looking for his replacement, though? He's getting up there. I believe he's maybe 31. He's not as fast as he used to be. Um, We have Masuaku there, but does Masuaku fit in the four back? Is it time to look for his replacement?
0: Yeah, that's a good question because last season, I think that was our number one position is of need was, was left backs. So we were just getting crushed. Um, I, I think we need to look, I would be happy if we signed in the summer for it, but I also think that striker right now is, has got to be our number one. Um, I'm nervous about defensive mid, you know, there, there's other positions that I'm nervous about. Cresswell has been fairly reliable. He had injuries before, but he's fairly reliable. we, I mean, we have Ogbonna, you know, um, we've got a few other uh, Johnson, we've got Johnson, we've got a few other options. I would like to see us eventually switch to a five back permanent uh, when Mazuaku comes back and, and kind of mess with that a little bit more. But again, I, I don't know. Um,
1: but then that means you're you're taking out one taking more out, of the attacking you know, mids and we're already I having know. a tough time fitting all of them in.
0: Well, I think, but think about with Mazuaku how often we are getting forward with that. You know, like it's yeah, tough. Me I to mean think. that's
1: that's true. That's true. It's just like, but, is uh, is it worth taking off? You know, is it worth sitting down Ben Rama or Frenals depending yeah. on what the.
0: But anyways, besides that discussion, um, I, so I would like to sign one, but it'd probably be about my third choice okay. right now, which is which is honestly I'm extremely impressed because. That was our top choice, and without really any changes to that position, that's now dropped to third. Yeah. Um,
1: even the and well, the only real change that has happened to the position is that Masuaku's been injured for a yeah, you know, a decent yeah. portion of the season. Which, you know, I'm ex- I'm excited for him coming back, but yeah, we're we're arguably even more shallow at that position than we were.
0: And and, and what do you think about that?
1: I I think I agree with you. I would probably put it as my. I'd say my second position right now to, to sign behind striker. Um, I do agree. We definitely need a center back uh, or sorry, not a center back a, a center mid to, to kind of back up rice and sushik, but with, with both of their ages um, and potentially someone like Connor Coventry playing there uh, I see, I see more of a, a path to be stable there with than necessarily with Cresswell still getting older, Masuaku maybe not being fit for that four back, uh, a, a bigger need cropping up in a year or two.
0: You know, I mean, that's a that's a fair point because you do have, you have Coventry, um, but you also could play a Foran Alice back there and he's got defensive responsibility. I don't know how, if you would want, or even Noble. I mean, you do have a few other options. It's not a lot, but you do have a few. Yeah.
1: Um,
0: one person I really, I, I think what we're going to end up doing is putting Johnson in that position. And I think Moise is trying to train him up for that. He's been pretty decent. He's been pretty decent.
1: He's been good. Yeah, he's been good. I'm just a little concerned, you know, I, I he's, he does great in that position. Does he give us enough going forward because it's his weak foot? Is that going to be a, a hindrance? Is he not? He, he's done decently defensively. He's gotten a lot better at that. Um, he's He's been more comfortable on the ball, but, but can he put in the crosses and be a, an overlapping threat with his weak foot. We'll see.
0: Yeah. Yeah. That's a good point.
1: I, I am glad that we've kept him in and around the first team and, and given him game opportunity when possible. Cause it's important for players of that age to, to develop and, and, you know, have a path to the first team.
0: Yeah. And I actually, I don't think he would have been the right sub today, but if we're three zero up or even two zero up, we need to put in some defensive subs you know, we've got Noble Fredericks, but maybe we need some help on that left side. Johnson honestly is a, a pretty good one. I don't think I'd be upset seeing him come in. I don't know who you'd put him in for, but uh, and and I think he's earned that, you know, yeah. before well, I, I would have been nervous.
1: This might be overly defensive, but if you're really looking at a sit back and then counterattack team, you could put Johnson in to move to the five back and still put Fredericks in for a Bowen to be the winger where he's not playing in the back line, but he's playing truly as a winger and just use his pace uh, and crossing ability to, to break against the other team. So
0: that's a good point. Um, See
1: on paper, it seems really defensive because you have six defenders on there, but I think it would, if you're playing a system in which you're sitting back and counterattacking, it still can, can provide goals.
0: Chris, I got one more question for you for the attack for Antonio. Do you think he's good enough to be our number one striker going forward? Because, there's times where he, you know, almost scores, <laughs> like he hit the post or he gets assists. There's times where he is a menace up there, but then there's times where he's on that left side and he gets the ball and I get nervous because I'm worried he's going to give it away. And I, I just, I'm not seeing it. I'm not seeing uh, enough consistent production, but then I look me, at the stats. it's, me, it's and not a question produces, of, you know? of
1: if he's good enough, as much as if he's going to be available enough to be our number one option. Yeah. Uh I don't think we need to sign a player in the summer with the intention of automatically moving Antonio to the bench, but I think we need to sign a player that if Antonio wasn't on our our roster, we'd be happy with him being our number one, if that makes sense. Because there's going to be times where for a month or two months or however long, Antonio's not going to be able to to play for our team. So we can't just sign, you know, a 21 year old, that might be okay, but might not be, or, you know, like, or just a a journeyman 30 year old that's has a one goal every five games or whatever. Like that's not going to be good enough as our primary signing. You need to have someone that you feel confident that if he played the full season could give you maybe a dozen goals.
0: Yeah. Well, that's a good point. And I think the way you, um, you put him on the field with Antonio healthy is you, you've got to save Antonio's legs and so maybe you start Antonio and then at halftime switch him. or it's a player where when he's getting subbed on for Antonio you're you're still confident that the production is not going to drop
1: when I think especially with the the attacking midfielders and wingers that we have it's almost more important to get a someone that fills the right role you know we're not just looking for a guy that's a you know rated certain certain amount on FIFA we're looking for someone that's Going to run that that has enough pace to play in this counterattacking system, that has an, shows enough link-up skill to bring in those uh, those attacking midfielders, the Fornals, the Benramas, the Lingards, potentially the Lanzini's into the play, uh, because they are they're going to be a big part of our goal output as a team, even if we signed a good striker. Um, so I think you're really looking for a the right fit as much as like you're looking for someone that you're comfortable with in his ability, but also in his, uh, the way he'll fit with the rest of the team.
0: So you're saying like a, like a Messi or a, you know, yeah. De Bruyne or, you know, maybe Agüero. <laughs> yeah. yeah.
1: You know, I, I think Manchester, yeah. I think, uh I think uh, any, any one of the, the Manchester city strikers or wingers, are, <laughs> yeah. you know, there's this kid in France, he plays for kind of a small club over there. Uh, Mbappe. I, you yeah. Know, he's he might young be available, too. <laughs> yeah.
0: Yeah, geez, how much would he cost? Oh, my goodness. Yeah. But no, I agree. I think you need to, to fill the right role, um, not just look for a player that's rated highly. You know. Yeah. and it, it
1: looks yeah. like I mean there's there's been a few. There's they've talked about maybe Adam Ar- Armstrong from from Blackburn, who who's had a good goal. I think he scored about 20 goals in the championship and seems like a a pretty fast player uh, that 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 works hard. And then also the there's we always. There's no telling because we're, we're linked to just about every player on uh, the Slavia Prague team, but, but there's the, the kid, Sema, uh, Sema from who scored a good amount in the Czech league. And he seems to be, I don't know if he's, 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 some somewhat, a striker, somewhat a winger, but, but he seems to have uh, good aerial ability and maybe could fit well into either. So either of those are, there's some we've been linked to and there's been others, but Yeah. Hopefully we get someone in, um, and don't don't wait till the last day. But yeah, yeah. but we will. But we will. <laughs> we'll,
0: we'll hope the train isn't delayed for medical or
1: anything. We we might get someone. Maybe they maybe they'll fit. Maybe they won't, and they will come in in the last day. Yeah.
0: Well, I Chris, I mean, you have any closing thoughts? Or I think we're uh, we've got I think wolves coming up. Yeah, I, think, I think
1: the biggest important thing is is just man, remember where we where we were, and like it. It it seems you know we've lost a game and drawn a game, and it seems like it's the end of the world, but it's really not. Like we we've still won two of our last five, gotten gotten seven points from those games, and are still still sitting fifth. So enjoy enjoy that part.
0: And, and seven points from literally one of our toughest runs. Yeah, that you could playing, have had
1: playing. You know the league leaders, the the second place team, and then you know another perennial top six team in, in Arsenal. So
0: yeah. Yeah, well, um, I think we've got a, a really strong chance going forward. I like where we're sitting now. Obviously, I'm happy with it, and I really see a lot of potential. So,
1: all right. Well, that that concludes this episode. Uh, send any feedback you like on our our social media at Green Eggs and WH. Uh, and yeah, give us give us a like if you if you have any questions for the podcast, send them to us, and we'll try and incorporate them into our next episode. Uh, come on, you irons. On,